Hello ladies and gents, this is the last episode of this season. I want to personally say thank you for being part of the Better Brain family. I love and appreciate you guys. And I have a funny feeling that this episode is going to shock some of you because nothing is scripted. I just literally read out of my diary and my journal and I share some personal stories and personal challenges and things that I learned throughout this 2020 year. The year of COVID, the crazy year, the year that has affected every single one of us in one way or another. And I truly hope that my struggles and my successes and my wins and my reflection helps others, people like you, to have a better 2021 and beyond. So guys, without further ado, I truly hope you enjoy this podcast. I share some quite emotional stories and personal challenges so I hope some of you guys can learn and reflect and move on from this crazy crazy yeah enjoy the episode welcome to the last episode of 2020 ladies and gents I hope you're having a fantastic time wherever you are listening wherever you're watching this podcast whether you're on YouTube whether you're on iTunes Spotify it doesn't matter what matters today is how do we get out of the situation of 2020, right? So I actually wanted to make this podcast somewhat different. Previously, we talked about we've talked about specific strategies on how to eat well, how to perform better, how to exercise, what are good nutritional facts, what are not so good, and so on and so forth. Today, I want to share with you very personal notes that I've made when I was reflecting on 2020 with the hope that this can give you a little bit of an insight of your own thought process, your way of thinking. Because quite often we notice pattern recognition when it comes to when it comes to human behavior, right? So if I think something, chances are someone else is thinking it. If I have some questions towards a specific topic, chances are others might have the same questions too. So this episode is not per se about me. This episode is about me sharing what I learned, what I reflected in this year, and hopefully get you thinking about your 2020, and more importantly, what happens from now going forward. Because let's face it, let's not BS each other. It's been a tough one. It's been a challenging year for every single person out there in one way or another, and to various different degrees. Now, if you're a single mum, whose kids had to stay at home, you may have found it really tough to find childcare for this year. If you're someone who started your business last year and things are going so well and you had to put a massive pause on it for two, three, four, five, six months this year, that's been really challenging. If you've been someone who's been struggling with mental health or physical health and you've been stuck indoors, I'm sure that didn't help too. However, however, it's been, it's been almost somewhat crazy how these crazy 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 events bring us all together so i wanted to reflect on some of the good points some of the bad points and the first thing i I really wanted to say to you guys is that i'm like super positive i'm always a positive person which is not necessarily always a good thing by the way (laughs) i've shared the stories with you where i've gone to work and uh, it's raining out there and i'm running late and patients are waiting and i don't know like the sink was blocked and the x-ray machine was broken and I'm just kind of like smiling and just trying to keep composed. Now, that can have its positives and negatives, but this year I wanted to share with you that it, it's also not been easy for me, right? For, for, for various different reasons. So 
um, I've really relied on journaling and making notes in my diary uh, as opposed to just reading what the textbooks say. And it's been a lifesaver. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm holding my diary. I've got, I always get told off, I've got plenty of diaries and plenty of journals. But this year specifically, writing things down, getting them off my head and putting them on a piece of paper with a pen, it's been amazing. Uh, yes, the phone is really good for like making notes and storing to my cloud and storing to Google Drive. But actually, there's something beautiful about just writing stuff down on a good old piece of paper with a pen or a pencil and then looking back into it. So I want to share some of the things that I learned this year. And I hope that it it encourages people to think in a different way if you are stuck, if you're just feeling stuck and you just don't know where to go from today. I hope this inspires you um, to, to make the changes necessary to create the lifestyle and the life that you've always wanted. Um, maybe I'll start saying, actually, guys, just want to say massive thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you, guys. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm just so grateful for every single person out there. And I want to say a massive, massive thank you for your support, for sharing the love, for liking the podcast, for sending me nice messages, how this has inspired you and how you've made changes to your personal life. Um, without you guys, this would be not possible. So as cheesy as it sounds, thank you. You are awesome. Now, let's start from one of the things I've written down here in my diary, and that is, it's okay to feel shit. <laughs> It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel. It's okay to feel crappy. It's okay to wake up and just sometimes just not wanting to do what you have planned to do. That is fine. But and here's the but. Here's the however. Don't let that feeling of feeling down or feeling unhappy or feeling shitty that day define you. Don't let that affect your following a one hour, one day, one week, one month, because that can become and turn into a cascade of thoughts and behaviors. So absorb it, appreciate that you're feeling that way, but try to move on. Try to do one or two things that will help you positively make your mood better for that particular day. And we've talked plenty throughout this year about tactics and strategies, how to do that. So put these things into, into practice. It's okay to recognize that you're feeling crappy, but do not let it become a label. Please, please, please. So that's the first point that I, I was kind of reflecting on. Because personally, there was, I would say, a lot more mornings waking up this year than previous years where I just felt like not doing anything. Felt like putting some YouTube channels and just watching stuff that I like watching or just not doing anything. So that could have easily turned into almost like a personality trait for me this year because it's being, the environment has been challenging. But it's, it's okay to recognize that quite often your thoughts do not define you. Your thoughts create your behavior. So it's, it's important to recognize how you're thinking. And especially, you know, it's 2020. I'm sure that uh, people in the next few generations will be talking about the COVID times. But in the grand scheme of things, there's been a lot worse things in the world. So it's okay to feel shit, but don't let it define you. That's the first point I wrote down. Another thing I wrote down is, and this by the way, is super different compared to anything to do with health or wellness, but I appreciate that one of the happiest I've ever been is actually helping other people. And every time I, I define to myself what makes me happy, it usually involves teaching something to somebody that didn't know it, helping someone achieve something that they didn't think they could achieve. 
help even helping someone financially or, or with things like I don't know you you've seen homeless people um, on the streets wherever you guys are living unfortunately it's a, it's a it's a horrendous problem that hopefully one day we can we can um, um, fix however giving someone like a pound 10 pounds five pounds giving someone food from the supermarket who doesn't have enough food it could potentially be life-changing and just think about those moments how you felt about yourself a selfless act to help somebody else and the second point I've written down is this you don't have to be a freaking millionaire to give back to people that have less than you you don't have to be a freaking millionaire and th this is why I, I wrote this down because in my head I'm always thinking right one day when I make it and I've got all these businesses and I've got all this financial freedom uh, blah, blah 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 I will give everything back I will support many charities I'll open the charity that I want to open I've got loads of different plans and then I thought why the f am I waiting for me to become to a certain status to give something back and then I started to think actually um, my girlfriend and I Abby we traveled to um, Bali a few years ago and we met an incredible young fella I don't know if he's listened to this or not but he was just so inspiring he was working on this um, it wasn't even a hotel it was almost like like an outdoorsy kind of yoga retreat place just looking at the ocean they didn't have a restaurant there the, the the food was just locally collected we had to go to a different place to eat every morning and this guy just did not stop working day and night we will go and like do swimming at six o'clock in the morning he'll be up we'll come back from partying at like 12 1 a.m he'll still be like working preparing for the next day and my point is this we got to know him we got to know him we, we we understood about his family. It was from a different island. They didn't have much money at all. In fact, it was really bad. The island is called Lombok. And then we connected. We made friends on Facebook. When I got back to England, we were chatting for a little bit. And about two years ago, if you guys remember, there was a massive earthquake that killed hundreds and thousands of people and, and thousands and thousands lost their homes uh, on Lombok, on this remote island. And we saw that he put on Facebook that his family, this is a bit emotional, apologies, this, um, that his, his family lost their home completely. And this guy was like literally working his ass off day in, day out just to send money back to his family. And, and um, the home was completely wiped down. It was level with the ground. And <clears throat> me and Abby just decided to just send some money and the messages he sent us, <clears throat> excuse me, the messages he sent us back were just priceless. It was just insane how we live in this like comfort Western world, complaining about the Wi-Fi reception, complaining about traffic, complaining that I wasn't making enough money this month, blah, 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 bullshit. I just thought to myself, this is what matters. And and that really kind of triggered a few thoughts in my, my head. And, and then I realized I've actually been given to charity from a young age, not much money, but it's what I could afford at the time, but from university, I've been given to a few charities. So, cut a long story short, you don't have to wait to become a certain status to give something back. Um, I send a little bit of money to my grandparents who live in Bulgaria, and um, I've only just started doing it, and I felt so guilty for not doing it for longer. It was crazy how, how much difference £100 makes 
how much difference it makes to my grandparents. Full stop. They live in a small village in Eastern Europe and their pension actually equates to that £100 a month. £100 a month is the food, the water, the bills, the utilities. That, that's all they have to live on. So me topping up their pension has made a tremendous difference and it like kind of makes me cry every time I speak to them because they think that it's, it's completely changed their life. And for us living in the Western world, a hundred pounds, it's it's money, but it's not like a life. It's not a, a, a amount that changes your life. So I maybe just this point, I just wanted to inspire people to think about your life and what you can give to those who are less fortunate, because this year has certainly been certainly been a, a challenging year for all of us. And it doesn't have to be a financial um, reward or financial. Um, incentives that you give to people. I had a client that I'll never forget. She came to clinic this year and she said, I just want my shoulder fixed. And I said to her, okay, it looks like we can help. Why do you want your shoulder fixed? This is what she said to me. She said, I've volunteered to give vaccines to people when the vaccines get approved. So I need to be fit and healthy in order to be sitting there for hours, jabbing people, saving their lives. And I thought, holy Bejeebus. This is this is like these are the people that are the heroes. These are the people that are making the real difference. Um, so that was super super inspiring, and I had to write it down in my diary. The third point that I wrote down in my journal is is this: when global bad events happen, it can bring us all together. But why the fuck do we wait for shit to hit the fan in the first place? For all of us to unite as a team. And it's so interesting, right? Um, you've definitely noticed how people have been, I, I think, I believe, people have been more close together, people have been helping each other more in different various ways, creating bubbles, supporting local communities, giving to charity more. And I'm thinking, why is it that we have this mentality that only when something bad happens, we do something about it? So from, from now onwards, I will try to, personally in my life, I will try to kind of, really take this year on board what I learned, how it made me feel, because we often act on the basis of how you feel, not what you think, not logic. And I'll definitely try to implement the things I learned going forward, regardless of how amazing 2021 might be, 2022 and so on and so forth. So these, I think, are life principles that have really been uh, defining my personality, my way of thinking this year, and just reflecting on these points has hopefully changed me for a better man. But we'll see. Who knows? <laughs> um, awesome, guys. So the fourth point that I talk about, and this is uncomfortable for me to talk about because I've always been someone who, when I was younger, I was trying to please everybody and I was trying to be the guy who was liked. And if there was one negative feedback or one negative comment, then um, I would just get in this kind of, self-critical mode and think that I've done something not great or think I was not good enough. And then that will often put me to do it again. And one example was public speaking. For those of you who know me, I, I, I don't do public speaking anymore. I maybe do it for the future, I'm not sure. However, um, it was such an enjoyment when I first started, but then there was a couple of times where I didn't get 100% satisfaction from the feedback forms that we send to people. I would sit in a room of 500 students and doctors and osteopaths and chiropractors and then we'll get the feedback and out of 500, five people will say, 
this wasn't the talk for me. I didn't connect with the speaker. And this will dwell on in my mind for weeks and weeks and weeks. So um, this year, what I've done differently is I welcome conflicting opinions. I welcome conflict. Not to say I like arguments, not to say I like to argue with people for the sake of arguing, but I believe if you if you have this growth mindset versus this fixed mindset, you open a lot more opinions from different backgrounds, from different cultures, from different areas of expertise, especially when it comes to health. Health is such a, such a, um, a, a mindfuck because one day you, a new pa- paper comes out and says fat is really bad for you. The next day the paper, a different paper comes out and says fat is really good for your health and your brain health and so on and so forth. And then it's just a minefield. So health is challenging to please everyone when you, when you do talk about health. But actually being open-minded and not being fixed, narrow-minded really helps to to be in this constant student, I call it student mindset, meaning that you're always willing to learn from others. It doesn't matter how experienced you think you are. It doesn't matter how good you think you are from your industry. I welcome people to 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 challenge their own belief system and to welcome other people's opinions and different perspectives. Uh, it's all about perspective, guys. The next one that I've written down is, this is what I talked about earlier. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Fake it until you make it. What do I mean by fake it until you make it? Well, as I've told you in previous podcasts, I've always been a fairly positive person. And sometimes people blame me that I'm always happy and smiley and the world is collapsing. But Stefan is like, no, there's a way out. We need people like this. But also what does happen occasionally is, especially this year, I would wake up and I just wouldn't feel my usual self, which is super, super, super strange. So I would fake it until I make it. I would literally fake being happy and smiley until I actually feel like I'm happy and I'm smiling. So one of the things I teach people to do is when you wake up, look in the mirror. If you guys are watching, I'm going to do something very simple. I smile. You just put the biggest grin on your face and you look in the mirror and you smile. And if you didn't feel happy before that, it's scientifically proven that when people smile, you create certain tension in your face, you create certain hormones, certain neurotransmitters are released from your body that actually make you a little bit happier. Now, if that lasts a minute, great. If it lasts five minutes, if it lasts a week, awesome. If it changes your day, amazing. But it's not a quick fix. It's just something that you can practice from time to time. If you feel like you're really tired and you had a a bad night's sleep, but you've got a really big event coming up, have a super cold shower. Fake it until you make it. Make your biology, make your physiology do what you want it to do. And we have, just go back in the previous episodes and just watch and listen to all the little tools and tactics and little health hacks that we've given people for occasions like this. Hope you guys are enjoying this episode and I've definitely decided to make this less cryptid and and more conversational, even though I'm talking to myself, but I would love to hear your feedback on what you think about this point. Uh, If you're driving, maybe just kind of um, listen to this podcast again when you go for a walk, maybe make notes because it isn't about me. It's about reflecting on my experience this year to encourage people to to create certain habits going forward. Because yes, 2020 has been bad, 
but it will end. This thing will end. We'll go back to our normal selves. We'll start hugging people again. We'll shake hands again. We'll get socially active again, but not for now. For now, it's important to understand and learn from this year. My final point and something that I want you guys to do, reflect on is a book I read this year. I, sorry, I reread it. I've read it before, but it was too complicated for me to comprehend. And this year it made a lot more sense. And from what I gathered from this book is that, and I've written this in my diary here, is there is no other time but now. The book is called The Power of Now. The book is called The Power of Now. I strongly recommend people read it. I've been recommending it loads this year. It's a fairly small read. It starts off with very spiritual kind of way, but give it a try, guys. All you're losing is the worst thing that can happen is you lose three to six hours of your time. The best thing that can happen is it changes your perspective on time forever. And here's what I mean by that. Time is the one asset that you cannot get back. You cannot get back. You can make more money. You can lose your house, you can buy another house. You can lose your business, you can open another business. You can lose your job, you can find another job. But your health and your time are such important assets in your lifetime. And time is just not exchangeable. You just cannot, you cannot say, oh, I would love to get the last five minutes back. So the power of now teaches you, this is what I meant, you should stick with the book because later on in the book, it goes into the quantum physics, the hard science behind time. And if you look at time as a separate, its own entity, time only exists now, right now. Like I'm talking to you now and then the last five minutes, it's gone. The next five minutes have not come up yet. So why do we spend so much of this precious thing that only happens now? Why do we spend so much of that time worrying about what's been going on in the past, letting it define you, feeling anxious about going forward if something has not happened yet, worrying about the future. And I have luckily been gifted. I have no idea where it comes from. I think I do, but I'm not sure. But I've been, I've been blessed that I don't worry about what's been happening in the past. I just, I just don't worry about it. And sometimes I upset people with that, but it's just my human nature. I think I get this from my dad. And also I don't worry about the future. Because I can worry about the future and not do anything about it and it doesn't change. It just creates more anxiety and more fear. If I worry about something, then change it and do something different. If, I, if I'm nervous about a meeting, then prepare for the meeting. If I'm nervous about buying another business, then create a better business plan. But the book is insane. I would challenge you to get it for yourself. Um, I've given two or three copies already this year to people. But... It has like one of the biggest quotes that stuck with me was nothing from the book. It says nothing exists outside the now. And when you realize that, when you really connect with you and it took me a while, you know, I was listening to the book, going for runs, kind of skipping a few stages. Uh, and this year I was actually studied it. I actually spent time reflecting on the sayings. When you think about it, it's insane. No, there is no tomorrow. There is no yesterday. There is only just now. So guys, I hope this podcast was helpful. I hope this episode was somewhat relevant to some people. 2021 is going to be a better year for us in one way or another. And I just want you to 
spend some time reflecting for yourself. I just want to say a massive thank you again for being huge supporters of the show. And this year, yes, it's been challenging. Next year is a, ne- it's a different year. We have more shows coming up. I've got some guests coming up on the show. I've got some more projects that I want to launch and keep you guys involved. Share the love. It means the world to me if you give us some reviews, which helps other people find this easier. Guys, Happy New Year. I wish you all the best. Remember, change your mindset, change the world.